and welcome to Binary Evolution Radio. I'll be one of your hosts in this online adventures through the internet as we set sail for discovery. And with me today, I've got... Downer. Wow, man. Now, the last time some of these people may have heard from you was an episode of HPR on BBSs. But today we've decided to go a little different route. You want to talk to them a little bit about what we have in mind for this show and what we're attempting to accomplish? Well, I'm not honestly completely sure myself, but um, politics, I think we're going to end on. This is um, it's an interesting thing we're we're going into with the today, the whole digital culture with hacking going on now. You know, you said it best retweeting with that uh, 2600 tweet there. With we're going back to the 90s, and we'll get in. I think we'll bring that up right before we do the crossover into what's going to probably be our main topic for the night. Now, part of what I think we were also wanting to accomplish is one of the shows that we both enjoyed was Binary Revolution Radio. And unfortunately, that show ended its run a long time ago. So they had the idea of that the revolution would be digitized. And it has. The revolution has been digitized, but now it's time for it to evolve. And that's where we come in, Binary Evolution Radio. They avoided a lot of politics, for the most part. And I'm not saying we're going to be, you know, wall-to-wall politics, but we're not going to be afraid to step into it when we think it's appropriate. Now, take it all as, this is our opinions. Unless we have someone who has far more facts about it than us, this is opinion. I think that's basically safe to say. Now, one of the interesting things that's been popping up in the news recently has been uh, sites being iced. You know, basically a chilling effect as the... Oh, what is the name of that? Immigration's Customs Enforcement has been seizing domains. But, before we go there, we actually wanted to step back to an older news story. This one is actually from about October 6th of 2010. And I'll let Downer introduce the story and then we'll go into talking about it before we move forward. Well, this is actually a story of a woman running an erotica site who registered herself under the top-level domain yes. of LY from Libya. And it was basically now, deemed illegal by Libyan law. Now, this website in particular the content was of her site. LY, and its intent was to be similar to Ali or bit.ly, any of those domain shorteners. And one of the things they said about this site was, you know, sex positive and the w- website itself had a picture when you went there to, you know, shorten your URL, had a picture of the woman in question, Violet Blue, with her arms bare, holding a bottle of beer. That's all it said. You know, it said, I unfortunately can't read the picture because it's a little small, but, you know, it was just a URL shortener, and, you know, just said, you know, sex positive on it. Didn't really, you know, have any content of its own, per se. It just, you know, linked to other sites. I'll tell you something. She's actually kind of hot, so it's not like she's... As far as opinion goes, <laughs> it wasn't like she was unattractive. And the to interesting deal with this thing about what small picture, was said, you know, why it was seized was it was seized not because it you know violated anything that the nick.ly domain space said, 
but because the websites, you know, supposedly violated Libyan, you know, Islamic and Sharia law. Because it had a picture of her. Yes. And beer. Because and of bear arm. Positive. Now, things that make this story a little more interesting is um, that since June of 2010, you know, shortly after the seizure happened, Libya blocked anyone who was not a Libyan from buying a four-character domain name. That's well, they're within their rights. I mean, dot CAs. Last I knew, you could still only be bought by a Canadian citizen. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things. Like we've discussed on other, on another account, a lot of these file sharing websites are going the route of of buying an SU, for instance, because the Soviet Union, technically by non-existence at this point in time, there's nobody to really. I don't know what we what would you call that? You can't well, extradite one, a domain in that by, in that sense. Yeah, that you know you, you know, can't like subpoena the domain by the United and, States so they take ownership of it. Seize it. Well, but by the non-existence of the Soviet Union in the first place, they can't really Russian talk control, to anybody to get that. I believe so. That would make it government-wise you know, just a little more red tape you've got to jump through, and the Russians have a little more of a whatever. Let them do what they're doing for the most part. But with all that said, now we come into, you know, our first kind of current news story here, which Downer digged up for us, and it's streaming site rolls out lawyers to fight domain seizure. Why don't you talk about this one a little bit, Downer? Well, they were actually, the interesting thing that I thought it was connected to sports streaming. And there's loads of other sites out there that could have been technically considered more of a piracy sort of deal, but they basically got iced for sharing video, I guess on an unauthorized sort of level, engaging an unlawful, unlawful act now, not prohibited the... by copyright law. So that is kind of piracy. The person who is filing you know, against this icing claims is that it had an index of links to streams of sporting events that they didn't actually have the streams themselves. You know, this is something we've seen before with, you know, torrent yeah. sites. It's, you know, getting shut down because, you know, they host the torrent files, but they don't actually host anything themselves. So, you know, this is nothing new. I think the newer thing at this point is the icing of them. I didn't think that this was torrents. I think that they were streaming through them. The I don't think that, I think that they were linking to other to people. What they're saying that they had links out to other not that's not specifically torrents. You know, yeah. it's kind of interesting to it is see a similar here instance, we are on I the suppose. flip side in, you know, the modern time where people are you know, other um, countries are getting their domains seized by, you know, United States when, you know, we can see there is some history of other countries seizing American-controlled websites, or at least their domains for those websites. Yeah, it's it's interesting because a lot of people don't really look at... I don't think that many people really look at the top-level domain as a uh, controlled by this country or that. I think a lot of them look at, like, even in the case of the Libyan LY, they look at it as, this is a smaller domain that I can use to make a shorter URL. 
and, and I think that's something that I think know, a lot of people don't realize people that they're not under their that they have to kind of answer to that Libyan you know, law you if they buy an LY. Pick your domain name based on how permissive a country is. So you could see, I could foresee a time in the future where a small country with large amounts of domain names get a lot of business on domain name sales because they will give the finger to every other foreign government as far as, you know, a domain goes. Yeah, absolutely. It's now like almost like picking your performance parts for a car in a sense. You're going and you would buy like your your web hosting space literally because this country's laws are specifying certain limits yeah, I on mean, what you can and can't host. And the then you've got to pick your domain these thing, you know, according to what you're allowed just, to direct you know, that domain at. Domain, throw something up, and the worst you'd have to worry about is, you know, that they shut your server down, but you still have the domain name. Now you've got to worry about it on both ends. And if you disappear off the net, you know, you've got problems. Especially if you're something that's generating revenue. I was going to say the whole censorship of the internet as as a yeah. whole. Everybody's and, worried about know, the censorship here locally. Are, you know, and supposedly ho- supposed I think that this is really right bringing it more to the light that we have freedom. to worry about as it long globally. As you don't infringe on what a you know big business or government says. But you know when you're looking at it from a you know more global perspective, it's showing it's not as free as you think, and you need to choose carefully, and consider when you're setting up yeah. a site what you're having on there and who might try to shut you down and you know sometimes when your website has been iced you should really double check that you haven't been punked and that especially holds true if you go to a website and find it has been iced you might want to double check especially if you're the guy who runs the website as in our next story from Ars Technica from June 8th 2011. So what's going yeah, and on this here guy, with this one downer? Well, this guy, Lowell Hubs, he found out one day his website was f- apparently hacked by someone who deposited 70 gigs of pornographic material on its server. When he got there, he saw that it, the, the domain seizure iced, you know, whole placement page, and uh, I guess he thought he was seized by the feds. And, you know, he had this whole big rant about, you know, that it was because someone had hacked him, put this 70 gigs of pornographic material up there. Now, Lowell's Facts, which was the website, what did he talk about on this website? The truth about vaccines and modern medicine. Honestly, I'm looking at it right now, and it's quite horrible to look at. Um, he's talking about just medicines and things like that. And, and the, the interesting thing about this is, when I first read this, and I can't find the article that I originally had... But the original that I found via Reddit, I believe, was actually saying that he did get iced for this. And you were the, now, you corrected me on that. So I think he was actually under the impression yeah, that he did get iced at first. That that's not what happened. During the whole hack thing, they had actually gone in through his GoDaddy account from all accounts, and they just rerouted his DNS server directly to that beautiful banner we're all coming to know and loathe yeah so, that's kind of interesting just keep in mind when you see a website that's been iced what day of year it is is your buddy a practical joker if it's a friend's website or could the person's website just been compromised and that they've been punked yeah it's, 
I have to admit it's kind of funny but yeah, cool at the I mean, same time. I know um, <laughs> the badapples.info, actually, if you went to that website at one point, had the ICE logo up. And it turned out that the guy who runs that website had actually done it as a joke. Because the interesting thing was, his RSS feed still worked. Everything worked behind the scenes just fine. The cover was just changed. And I've got a feeling if they ICE a site, you're not going to get anything off the back end from the site unless you know their exact IP address. Just because, you know, someone might be blacklisting you for piracy or filtering keywords, that there's still ways around it. That's right, folks. The Internet does route around trouble. Unless, of course, the one line into your country has been cut by an Armenian woman looking for copper. But that's a whole different story. (laughs) Yeah, there's this whole uh, G-no-evil add-on for the Google censorship Google's been filtering the autocomplete services well, the autocomplete quite heavily thing, more recently. People can complain about Google, you know, censoring those results all they want, but you know what? I could see that coming day one because people like to do some of the weirdest stuff to just cause mayhem and havoc. So if Google wants to stop someone from some innocuous search that a bunch of people have decided to turn into something that is just not appropriate for all ages, so be it. Well, I was going to make the example of if you search in Google, my cat is pregnant. The first suggestion yeah. that it gives you is, my cat you know, is pregnant, I think I'm the father. You can see that's just some weird algorithmic <laughs> result, or a bunch of people have decided to play Havoc. Yeah. But I guess that's where this Geno Evil comes in, and you can add this in as a Firefox add-on to uh, show you what you want to see, including things like uh, piracy-related terms such as torrent, BitTorrent, uTorrent, RapidShare. MediaFire was just was put into the filter recently. Now, is this, so this only um, a Firefox plugin? This seems or like a pretty good way around it. Exists for more browsers than that. As far as I am reading from this whole um, Torrent Freak article, it's only for Mozilla. As a matter of fact, this article actually says that ICE hmm. asked Mozilla to pull the, the add-on from their Mozilla site, but had, Mozilla uh, denied. I mean, it's they, they if they're filtering things out like Torrent, I don't think it's very fair because now if I go and type Linux T, I don't get Linux torrents. And this is a very viable oh, yeah. solution. I mean, I, mean, I downloaded Backtrack Lin- via Torrent, torrent and it was much faster without, than downloading it from their Linux, site. You know, ISO being released without a torrent is just a weird thing. You know, every major release uses one. Day one, it is the best approach for downloading. Absolutely. I mean, I, I full-heartedly believe in the torrents and, and things like that, but I don't think it's fair that anybody's going to tell me I can't use it. Or filter my content to tell me to to you know push me away from it altogether. And this Geno Evil sounds like a pretty good deal. I don't know that it is available for mind, Chrome. Is you may want to use something like Tor, which there are browser plugins. There used to be a browser release called Tor Park for Windows available, which took Firefox and integrated Tor directly into it. Which, you know what, if the next 32 people had been using Tor Park, maybe they'd been in a better situation. I'll let you cover this story, Downer. Yeah, Turkey arrests 32 anonymous members. They claim they executed DDoS attacks, which is pretty much what anonymous does. This was in response to a hacking of the web, the Turkey's directorate of telecommunications website. Anonymous took that website down as a protest to censorship of the internet and you know so you know consider taking methods to just make it harder for people to see what you're doing whether it's you know the anonymous script kitty sitting in the same coffee shop as you 
from seeing everything you're posting and every email you're sending to stopping the government from being easy to see you. You know, make them work for it at least. Make them do their jobs. I think part of the problem with the anonymous group, as you want, if you want to call it, yeah, I mean, um, I don't think and, that everyone know, there, can be trusted. When you have but a giant collective, they've all got a common interest. You know, and randomly I don't firing low-orbiting ion cannons at whatever subject has annoyed them this week. To when you find the cream of the crop out of that group, and they decide to do it all for the lulls. That is right, lulls sec. I mean, these the lulsec guys is one of the most interesting thing I've seen out of, you know, hacking groups in years. They honestly do appear to be doing it all for the lulls. You know, there was the story, and see if I can find it real quick, where they took down some website that had a bounty up and they turned down the money. You could look at this one and go, well, why would they turn down $10,000 cash? How do you claim a $10,000 bounty and not give up who you are easily? It's not an easy thing this day and age. Money could have been really useful to them and could have provided them a great big party to have a lot of lulls. You know, at the same time, there is a risk in taking that money. It's almost easier to it's easier to no, track not at all. money transferring around than it is to track movement across the internet. And these lulsec guys are showing a level of balls that I haven't seen out of any hacking group in years, if ever. Their ballsiness even shows through with their new voicemail release. And you can actually, what I'm being told is, you can call it and actually reach a, a few of the lulsec members, Francois Deluxe and Pierre... Dubois. And you can actually speak with them on some occasions, I believe, but, you know, also, they also say they had over 3,500 plus missed calls today and over 1,500 plus huh. voicemails. I had not heard that. Just to elaborate, I think some people are trying to say don't tie these guys in with Anonymous. Don't say that they're the same guys, that they're the same group. I'm, where they have anything to do with each other because they're going after it for the lulls. But I don't believe that's the case. I think that they are actually, you know, one of the cells, for lack of a better term, of anonymous that are trying to get more notoriety for themselves and to be taken more seriously as an aggressive group. You know, another thing that's interesting here is, you know, lulzsec is we're assuming using a lot of tools to hide who they are. They aren't going directly after anything off of a machine. I mean, you don't hack a bank across state lines. <laughs> that was low. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. But they're using a web security startup, Cloudflare, that has actually gotten a lot of buzz because lolsec is using them yeah this cloudflare is um it essentially looks like just a, a ddos protection of some sort you know what a, when you're using the internet it's going to take the fastest routes if if it's if it's not routing properly or or for whatever reason your website can't be displayed in the most efficient way possible cloudflare takes over and reproduces your web page in that in that instance it letting you browse the web like a, it acts like a cdn caching a website and going from there. Now, the interesting thing here is they have a free version for websites that want performance and security taken care of for them. And then they have plans going up from there. So that's really interesting seeing, you know, a CDN having a free option and this group, Anonymous, using them. And, you know, again, we'll go back to a much earlier topic in all of this. Does Cloudflare.com have to worry about having their entire operation iced because they're letting a group like LulzSec use their system. 
That's a very good question. Looks like, from where I stand, it looks like uh, ICE as, a, as an entity has no boundaries. They, they really do attack from all angles. I would like to see this service take off, though. Yeah, I mean, especially considering they have, you know, a free option for, you know, guys like me and you could use instead of having to pay a large sum for CDN, you know, some CDN system. Yeah, absolutely. And LulzSec definitely made use of it because one of the first times I went to the site, it was actually telling me that, yes, this is being displayed by Cloudflare. I believe when it displays on the free end, it shows advertisements. At least it says their name on the site. I don't know as, about ads. As, at least, I think when it's free, it might might have an ad. I'm I'm not certain. I don't I don't remember going to it. Now I never really like took notice to it 100. percent But it was interesting. I was more interested in the name and the service than I was the advertisement, if there was one. But I do remember a good bar across the top telling me, "Hey, this is not the original website right now." Yeah, which is you know great way to put your name out there. Which you know again, this could bring up interesting concepts of what. Lulzsec's tie with Cloudflare is, you know, if Cloudflare isn't announcing who any of their... And again, folks, this is wild speculation and complete conjuncture. Don't take it for being worth anything. But, you know, it brings up an interesting idea that Cloudflare, you know, unless we could nail down that they had some other customers out there, which I would assume they do, you know, what if, you know, just on a wild, bizarre tangent of speculation, what if you know, Lulzsec was nothing more than a PR stunt for Cloudflare. I don't know. That wild speculation, that is. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh... Wait, he, we found... I just found some testimonials, so... That could be pushing it, but definitely getting their name out there. Yeah. I mean, a lot more than, you know, some of these little other sites they seem to have up. Yeah. This is just awesome. I mean, in the end, I think we, we should probably move to wrap it up, but, uh... We will say, I will definitely say, Lulzsec is definitely a hilarious stunt. Uh, I'm definitely amused, but I am uh, I, I am worried for what they're going to do to internet censorship and everybody who's so trigger-happy on that subject. You know, you're definitely right. There's a lot of ramifications we have to worry about with what Lulzsec's doing. You yeah, know, I, don't, I don't know how much they're setting us back here. You know, hopefully it won't cause us a lot of pain in the long run. But in another note, you know, it's not just our own local internet censorship that we have to worry about. You know, Libya's out there, too. We're definitely seeing that the problems that, you know, a lot of the American community has talked about for years is becoming a global issue. So in the end, folks, you know, pay attention to what you're doing, who you're using, how you're using it. Be forward-thinking in what you're doing, basically. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, getting awfully wild out there and bringing it back to... Uh, the whole lulsec thing this is definitely the 1990s all over again hacker groups making news and i I will read the tweet exactly from 2600 from the twitter.com slash pound bang slash 2600 it was hacked websites corporate infiltration and scandal irc wars new hacker groups making global headlines the 1990s are back I think that's a perfect note to leave on. All right, and we will talk to you later. See ya. Oh, you! You have reached the voice box of PS2 Wire for a small deluxe. We are not available right now as we are busy raping your internet. Leave a message and we will get back to you in the voice in life.
Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. For more information on the show and how to contribute your own shows, visit hackerpublicradio.org.